because that was that was a roller coaster. Let me tell you, I had my my parents and my neighbors over, and my neighbors have like never been around me. They're cool people. They're like our age. They're chill, but they've never been around me. They're like, oh, you like the Cowboys? I was like, yeah, I like the Cowboys. Like, oh, we should come over and watch the game. I was like, ah, and of course, my wife is like, yeah, you should come over. We get pizza. So they come over, and I, you know, you know how that game got. And mm-hmm. like after the CD drop and shit, I'm like doing my normal like fuck what the fuck fucking hate fucking dude fucking piece of shit. And they were just like, I think I embarrassed myself a little bit, but whatever. You can't handle me at my worst. You don't deserve me at my best. You know. It's tough to uh, to watch games with non diehards. People think it's people think it's fun. Like oh, let me come over. Remember, I was hosting a playoff game, the Dez Catch game. And we had a couple oh, that's people over brutal. that kept inviting people over and inviting people over. And it was fine. I just, it was also one of those days I was like, I would have rather been re- around just diehards. I don't need casuals watching this game that don't care who wins or loses. You know, I need to, I hate, I need, the, to, I need my immersion, my immersion, Andy. I, I hate the, uh, I hate the, uh, the crowd that'll be like, dude, it's just a game. I don't know why you watch it. If it makes you so upset, I'm just like, fuck you. Get out I of my house. I had the wife say that to me. So yeah, I was quoting my wife. So <laughs> you know, girls don't get it. But what a game, guys! What a game, fellas! Zach, what a game! Oh yeah. I mean, it's basically what I was expecting. I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, when the second half started, you guys were all getting down on it, but I just really did not think the Giants were going to beat us. I like I only I only really thought I only really thought they were going to beat us like the moment of like real doubt was the Saquon touchdown which God mm-hmm. just having to listen to every announcer crew gush over this fourteen carries for eighty one yard performance yet again like like I've always said about Saquon like he gets uh called generational for doing what gets like people call for Zeke to get cut for doing what, what they're like, is Saquon back? LeBron is like tweeting that Saquon's back. Like, okay, dude. Um, so that moment, so, dude, the CD drop is like the most mad I've been well, at a Cowboy player well, in 10 years. We'll get into it all. Uh, this is of course, uh, this is of course, boys will be boys. Uh, this is boys truly will be boys. Benjamin Walker. Yeah. Andy Gatelli and Zach. And We're here Zach. to talk about the Cowboys. That's a beautiful. They they beautiful, won twenty three uh, to sixteen over the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants we beat them a lot. I was looking the other. I was looking. I they've you. uh they they ten they, of eleven we, now. We we do own them. Uh, I also got another great stat. They have spent eight picks in the first three rounds over the last ten years on offensive linemen, and they have zero Pro Bowls, and none of them have made it to a second contract with the team. It's pretty bleak, man. It's like not we bitch and, about we bitch about Connor Williams, who was a second rounder, who kind of didn't work out. He would have been maybe their best pick, bro. And like, it's not like they're only bad at offensive line. You remember this is the same team that was like, all right, we got a first round pick, picking the top ten. We need everything on offense. Safe Fucking line. not even, dude. I was t- I was thinking of a homeboy, uh, Evan. The fucking tight end from Ole Miss. It's like a receiving tight end that never Evan did anything. Ingram. Evan Ingram, really, dude. Yeah. yeah, they've taken a bunch of wide receivers that fucking bummed out. I mean, Sterling, Sterling Shepard might be their best wideout. Like, mm, and we got to pour one out for him. That was a tough scene. Kenny I, I think Kenny 
I was going to say, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is going to get straight up shot by a New York fan. They're, they are so fucking upset at him. And I can't blame him. Like if we had a guy like he was, he's making Amari money. Like we were mad at Amari for like, yeah, he disappears a lot. He only puts up like 850, 900 yards and like six, seven touchdowns a year. Dude, Kenny Galladay so far this year has like three catches. <laughs> and like, gets- I think last game he had like two targets and a drop or something like that. Based off his contract, he's made about $1.8 million for every catch that he's had. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. He has, a, he has the biggest cap hit of any wide receiver in the entire NFL. It's $31 million this year. It's really, it's a really tough scene. You know, we rag on the Cowboys for not spending in free agency, but that is the flip side is you get a contract like that. That man needs to pay every bit of that to Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, so, yeah, the Cowboys, you know, this was game two of the uh, the Cooper Rush era. Uh, there was a ton of talk coming in, like, about, like, would Cooper Rush do it again? Like, is he going to look okay? Dude, if anything, this game, and I'm not, and first of all, let me say this. Cooper Rush looks pretty damn good. Again, for a backup, like, the standards are different, but he did not turn the ball over. He had a 98 quarterback rating. He threw for 200 yards and a touchdown. He won the game. He took care of the ball. They looked. They moved the ball decently. Would have been even nicer um, with that CD Lamb drop, which I know we'll get to. But. Bro, yeah. But, and, like, and, and I don't want to take any of that away from, and it's not Cooper Rush's fault that this happened, but, like, on Monday or on Tuesday morning, I turn on Skip and Shannon, and Skip Bayless is on the TV. This whole First of all, this whole show is ridiculous. I turn on the TV, and Skip Bayless is talking about <laughs> Look, I'm I'm just telling you what my eyes tell me, and that's the the offense works better with Cooper Rush under center. They need to seriously consider just keeping him in there, which is you know just just so bonkers. Then they trans transition from that into, uh, people have compared Micah Parsons to LT. Well, Micah Parsons didn't do anything on Monday night, so like, I don't know, dude. Doesn't seem like he has an impact on the game. I was like, okay, man. Like, I guess D Law just magically had three sacks. They were, they, Micah sucks and <laughs> that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, that was, uh, there was a lot of the, the, the noise surrounding Dallas is always really, really funny, right? Especially when they win. But yes, I saw even uh, Shady McCoy is now in media, not to be uh, confused with. Friend of the program, Shady McCoy, the actual Shady McCoy. Um, Absolutely. LaShawn McCoy, ex Cowboy Killer. He, uh, I guess he's on a, he's also on a Fox Sports talk show, which they brought in Dave Hellman. I didn't realize this. He's like, I saw this, that he's now he's over like the on Cowboys Fox. guy. Yeah. And Dave Hellman, if you, if anyone follows him, he used to be uh, on the beat for the Cowboys report. He's just like a very level headed Cowboys guy, not Mr. Hot Take. And so he's sitting there listening to like Shady be like, man, Cooper Rush is 2 0, bro. He's a winner. He goes, when I look at Dak, they play harder for Cooper Rush than they do for Dak Prescott. I'm just telling you what my eyes tell me. That's just <laughs> it's the worst. The dude. most bonkers take, dude. Like, and, and look, like, don't get me wrong. Cooper Rush saved him his job by during this stretch. Cooper Rush That'll gave himself him. a lot of money, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they're coming into this year, like how Cooper Rush played in the offseason, people were ready to totally cut bait on him and go find a completely different backup quarterback. And now he's shown that as long as the running game can run for almost 200 yards and the defense plays 
completely out of their fucking mind and sets <laughs> records for pressures and sacks and gets turnovers, he can win by a touchdown. So, bada bing, that's enough. Like, so yeah, he saved his job. But like that, the, just all the takes around like, dude, that is is Dak getting Tony Romo? Is Dak getting Wally pipped? Is so crazy to me. But yeah, to not to take anything away from Cooper, he did go out there. He he played a damn good game. Um, really, it was the, the I would say the panel. Oh, oh have ahead, you guys Zach. been uh, seeing the Kirk Cousins comparisons between there's Kirk Cousins between Kirk and uh, and Cooper? Oh, yeah. Oh, let me look. Oh, up man. I mean, one that's is great that's so in insulting prime time, to Kirk. and one is one is terrible in prime time. So I really think it's unfair to Cooper Rush. They've only played, loves, they've only played, they've only played, they played head the to head once. Bright. They, Dude, they Rush Hour head loves head when, when the lights are bright, Andy, though. He loves it. Kid thrives in primetime games. You know, Daniel Jones, by the way, speaking of primetime games, while Zach uh, looks up what he's trying to look up, 0-8 now in career in primetime games. Doesn't shock me. I mean, don't get me wrong. He has no weapons and no blocking. I mean, the Cowboys defense got like six sacks and like 25 <laughs> pressures on this kid. Like, that sucks, dude. Like, you'd have to be – the next day is 35 pressures. That's that's outrageous, Ooh. dude. And like his best res- his quote unquote best receiver, like tore his ACL running a route. Like <laughs> they, nothing was going right for this team. Even like, the other stuff that he threw was because his receiver fell down on a route. Yeah, it was it was really bad. I mean, the refs kept him in it for a little bit. There were some really wonky calls. Noah Brown getting absolutely tackled in the end zone. <laughs> so the on third down, oh, I was like, God, okay. Dude, you guys know I'm not Mr. Official Yeller at that was quite even i took to the twitter account and that was that was quite egregious of a missed call there normally in a game where we win i'm not going to say that much but like with noah i think i take like special issue because i'm like man he's not going to get these shots that often like this is his time to shine like let the man score his touchdowns when he has that's, the chance to that's how you know it's a star driven league because that was if it was oh anyone other God, than dude. noah brown man like even if cd lamb gets that he's getting that call i mean honestly anyone should get that call but the fact that Agreed. it wasn't called is only because noah brown is pretty much a no name yeah if you um, take justin jefferson down on the way to the end zone like that you're not escaping the the laundry for sure what's really weak is even on that um and i know they had a ticky tacky one against them but the other one that was weak was anthony barr got one on like the first drive on a holding on saquon that was really questionable bro they tried to call they they tried to call they tried to call holding defensive holding on a run play and then they picked up the flag and my dad was just like man they are just like out to get the cowboys tonight i was like yeah dude it's it's pretty whack but even the one they got pissed about I guess was incidental contact, but Sterling Shepard did like full on body jump into Trayvon Diggs on that opening. Okay. Yeah, like everyone was- everyone threw a big fit about that. Like if you watch it in slow motion, he turns his head, he sees Diggs coming, and he throws his shoulder into his face. Like that's not just running a route and they make contact, dude. Like I, he, I, I think he prepped he did for it, the hit. I think he did it intentional back, or unintentionally, the, but still if you see from the back which is one of the angles kept showing, it looks like they just accidentally run into each other. But when they show up from the front, you see him look and shift his body. Yeah, like, man. It's a, he like, just checks right into him. Yeah, he's, he's like, racing that's, that's himself, but yeah, he definitely, like, <laughs> he throws himself into it a little bit. I thought he knocked Trayvon out, by the way. I was... I, yeah, I he was on Zach, the ground. Did you, see, I uh, was... did you find what you're looking for? Are we going to... Yeah, I over? realized uh, after I started searching that I was saying the wrong name. It was actually Court Werner. 
which is why I was confused for a second. Oh, I realized, oh I was just interesting. Up. But yeah, the greatest, uh, the greatest show on turf. The the former Cooper grocery Rush bagger is the first undrafted quarterback to win each of his first three NFL starts and throw for 750 yards over those starts since Court uh, Kurt Warner in 1999, who then won Boys. the MVP. Boys, Followed by Kurt everyone Warner. saying that Dak is going to get retired and all sorts of shit. So, guys, I don't want to alarm anyone, but Kurt Warner was a Hall of Famer. Is Cooper Rush following the same path? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who else was a, a pretty nasty undrafted free agent for this this Dallas Cowboys team. <laughs> Tony fucking Romo. I was wondering who you're gonna say because Roma was the obvious one, but yes, Tony Roma was also a undrafted. I was trying to look. I was trying to look up what Tony Romo did in his first three starts. I mean, they were pretty also, ass Miles in like Austin, 06. I believe was undrafted. In Tony Romo's first three starts, he threw. All right, we. I went to one of those. By the way, we lost to the Giants. We beat the Carolina Panthers, and we lost to Washington. Uh, but Romo was seventy percent completions. He threw for. 227, 270, and 308, and he had six touchdowns in one pick. Not too shabby. So the kid, mm-hmm. the kid showed promise. That was before Tony Romo got his back broken like 46 times playing for this team and dragging it to the playoffs when it had no business being there. I don't think any of us b- believe this, but while we're on this topic, before we jump to the other parts of the the game, uh, is there anything Cooper Rush could actually do to take Dak's job? If he plays for the next three games, if Dak is out for three games and Cooper Rush throws for like 500 yards each and every game, it's it's not yards, it's touchdowns. It's it's about it's it's about him. It's it's the offense scoring points is what it's going to come down to. So like they're going to have to decide that like and especially in situational football, like if if he continue if he like goes into the red zone and like they are like eight for eight in the red zone over the next like three games and they score like 40 points every game. There's going to at least be whispers, but frankly, Dak is just Jerry's guy. He loves Dak. I cannot imagine him getting replaced at this point in his career. It's not like the Tony Romo situation where he was like so injured and so old and had so much track time. Like, I don't think there's anything that could do it, but you know, never say never in this league, man, weirder shits happened. I would say I would not think in this hypothetical situation that it would just be, all right, Dak, don't bother coming back. They put Dak in, but if Dak was struggling, yeah, that, would be their the, that would be the situation. That would be their, honestly, that would be honestly a nightmare if that happens. If, it, if it Dak would. comes back and struggles would be the worst thing. I used to fear that about Tony because I was one of the people that I wanted. You know, We didn't have the podcast going back then, but I was put Tony in and bench Dak. And a lot of people are like, you can't, you got to keep this thing humming. Ride the hot hand. Yeah. Ride the hot hand. And I was, my fear was if you do put him in and he does underperform, then it gets real loud. And then he's, he's kind of yep. fucked. And that's, yep. I don't know. We'll just see what well, I, I, Dak's hey. pretty mentally resolved. And I don't, Dude, I go, think, go back to I 2002, think Cooper man. Crush is coming. So I think we're all at some point, Cooper Crush is going to have a really bad game that reminds us why this guy was on a practice squad for about mm-hmm. five years. But go, go here's the thing. Go back to one. Go back to 2002, so man. Normal. No one they had played. Yeah, they had true. played. Uh, the Patriots had paid Drew Bledsoe like a hundred million dollars, and he and signed like a six year deal. He was the franchise guy. He had taken them like to the playoffs a couple times and shit. No one thought the seventh round kid was going to take over. And it's not that Tom Brady came in and was lights out. He was fucking pretty shitty, to be honest with you. They just happened to win while he was in there. So, 
You know, you Plus, never know. You the know, other winning, thing is winning's the only thing. I mean, you guys said yeah. points. You know, my personal opinion, it's all wins, right? I, I don't think Dak's injury will keep him out long enough for it to become a discussion. Because I think even if he wins, gosh, it'd be interesting. Let's say Dak waits to the bye and Cooper wins the next three games. If he beats he LA, be, there the will Rams. be people that say that. That's what I was going to say. It's the Rams game is a big one. If he go, if he goes and beats the Rams, there will be people that say they should keep him in there. Here's the thing I think is that ultimately it's all about wins though because I think if he has yeah. a good game and they lose, people don't care. He could play shitty and they I mean, win those the games. Exact same gonna, well, be like, let's well, let's be honest. He he played he played shitty last week. Like yeah. he did not play, play well against uh, the Bengals. Like he played, he played low. He played Geno Smith level ball. Like he played. He, played he he got incredibly lucky that the defenders had never had passes thrown to them rather than in their area, <laughs> and they dropped a bunch of should have been interceptions, which is great. I wanted that to happen, but like he got he got some good football luck, which is great. The other thing you have to you have to think about is like there is until like Monday night there was exactly like four quarter eight quarters of tape on Cooper Rush. That's some, that was every game every game he plays, like defensive coordinators are gonna start dissecting and they're gonna figure out like I I would be very hard pressed to believe that Cooper Rush doesn't have like some tendency that can be exploited. You know what I mean? Like he does stare down receivers a little bit, especially because he doesn't have like any premium weapons doesn't right now. Like any of them and I know C D I know CD like won the hearts of all the fans again. Like I saw all this shit. Like people were like, "Uh, he needed that. He needed the 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 to be humbled so he could fucking ball." And now he's gonna kill him. There's all these like, there's all this tape now. Of people like breaking down him running routes against Dory Jackson and like burning him a bunch. I was like, "Yeah, dude, he gets open. Like that's not the issue. He's a good athlete. Like motherfucker has stone hands. Like has had stone hands from the jump." But yeah. yeah. I think though, real quick, just to wrap up the Cooper Rush stuff, I think we should all uh, just you know just state, even though I think everyone can figure it out. None of us think that he's really an NFL quality starting quarterback, correct? No, as in one that you want, like a career, no. like this is our guy. He's I not. He's not. A, a you're you're asking. You're asking if he's a franchise quarterback. Yes. No, he is not a oh, franchise quarterback. Not. Oh, I'm not will asking. I, just, get, I, I don't agree. I just the, wanted to. Will he get the Nick Foles? Andy Dalton chance. God, could we happy. could we flip uh could we flip Lord, Cooper please. Rush to some bum ass team for like a first round pick? That'd be so tight. I would do that in a heartbeat, dude. dude I would do that in tight. a heartbeat. The Texans might Yeah, he's probably better than Davis Mills, to be honest with he's you. Gonna like, look, uh, he's going he might to be better than Zach. He's Wilson. going to he's gonna take some probably not but. some money from the Chicago Bears and go out and go for and do it for him, dude. Davis. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Get paid, maybe. He had an opportunity. So, Oh, sorry. Let's uh, really let's important. go on. Let's get into this game, dude. So the Cowboys defense really kept them in this whole thing. Not kept them in, but like they controlled this whole game through the first half. Like the Cowboys offense game. didn't do much. First half was all Cowboys defense. So they get the ball first. Um, they there's like a nice run by Pollard. There's a nice pass to CD for 15 yards. That was really the entire extent of the offense. They moved they moved the ball about 25 yards, and then they got stopped on the 50 and so they punt uh the giants then proceed to like kind of do their dink and dunk all the the cowboys do the classic bend but don't break they stop them on their 29 and then dorrance armstrong balling out mm. lately this kid's impressing me lately he's got some sack action he's doing this he blocked this field goal which was nasty so everyone he keeps laughed, it seven seven laughed about the the loss of Randy Gregory, and I know he's been good in Denver. 
I'm just saying this Dallas team. I haven't paid attention. Has he, has he been good? Has he, has he put up numbers? He had a sack and he had a big forced fumble, I think. And that that classic Randy dude, he is a forced fumble I don't know how many sacks. I think he's got two though, but he's, uh, he's been good. That's all. So, so what you're saying is that he, he is known to like to ride. He's like one of the let's ride, uh, type guys. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Let me see here. Who's leading the Broncos in sacks. Bradley Chubb has three, and then DeMonte Jones and Randy Gregory both have two. That's pretty good, and he has two tackles for loss. They're not too shabby. pretty good, actually, in Denver. It's really the fact that Russell Wilson looks totally up. He looks real washed, dude. Anyway. Would you take um, Russell Wilson or Cooper Cush right now? Dude, I'm, I'll am i be honest. We don't have to bake the, break the fucking <laughs> I have for. tremendous. I was really just joking. You guys don't have I to have, that. I have tremendous. It is a tremendous relief to me and source of joy that two guys that I've always kind of like low-key disliked, the public has turned on them. Like Russell Wilson for like from for memory purposes, like everyone's just kind of decided that he's cringe and they're kind of jocking on him. Like it, not in a truly mean way, just like, hey, hey. And then Brett Favre, who I've always thought was a huge piece of shit. And he's been like publicly revealed as a huge piece of shit. And now I can just like laugh at him publicly because he sucks. And yeah, that's really nice for me. I really like that. A lot of catharsis there. It's nothing better than watching your team and the players you like do well, but a close second is watching the people you don't like do poorly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh, so yeah, that was zero, zero. Uh, so yeah, going... shout out Dorrance uh, Armstrong. He had a great, yeah, game, absolutely. Like, he even so he blocks the field goal. The Cowboys didn't get on the board next. Uh, Zeke Elliott had a nice drive on this next one, dude. He was like, ch- like just chunking off like six yards of play. Uh, Pollard and Zeke, both kind of did a 50-50 split this time, and I thought they both played their roles really well. Zeke with some cool, tough yard runs, touchdown. Pollard with some huge explosive runs. Like, they used them both perfectly, I thought. Like, on passing down, Zeke was in there doing great blocking shit. Pollard was doing awesome. And they didn't make Pollard do, like, a bunch of dumb trickeration gadget plays. They let Pollard run the ball, and he rewarded them with 100 yards on, like, 14, 15 touches. Dude was going for, like, eight yards a carry. Um, off the rookie side too, Mr. Tyler Smith teamed up. Tyler Smith Jason and Jason Peters, Peters dude. And Jason Peters in a in a limited snaps, which was a funny decision at left he was on guard. A pitch count, yeah, which is very I, funny. But the big Pollard run, uh, if you watch the replay, is, I mean, Pollard does the work when he gets to the second unit, but he has a massive hole that is dredged out by Tyler Smith and Jason. I, you know, it may be too early for me to like totally eat crow, but like, I got to go ahead and like uh, offer a a tiny apology to Tyler Smith. Cause I was really like, I was really sour on that pick. I didn't love it. Um, and dude, all the kids done is play 117 snaps and allow one sack so far. I mean, as a rookie, like that's not too fucking shabby dude. Like, and he was expected for a guy like he's yeah. Yeah. I, and he looked great. Uh, we didn't, you know, the Zeke had a, there's a third and 12 toss sweep we threw to Zeke, which is so Kellen that worked. I know we aren't getting to this on this line, but if you watch that, Tyler Smith is mauling motherfuckers out there. I mean, he runs Bro, and, like a linebacker and a safety. Was, yeah. And, and dude, Tyler Smith absolutely like lights went lights out on Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau. Like the Giants have some pass rush talent that like, kind of underperforms, but like Kayvon Thibodeau was like one of the most, you know, highly yeah. sought after dudes in this draft and he shut him down. 
Yeah, Cooper Rush wasn't sacked. Yeah, the Giants had Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal were their two top ones. Evan Neal was their, I guess they're playing at right tackle. He had a rough day. I mean, going back to the Tyler Smith thing, it's crazy because um, all experts, right, had him as a kind of consensus early second, mid-second guy, maybe squeaks into the first just because he's a tackle and people have needs. But he was a project, and Evan Neal was a consensus top 10 yeah, ready left to tackle out of Alabama. And I saw uh, Bob Stern breaking this down for The Athletic, and he said, he's like, man, I'm happy to be wrong, but right now if you asked – around the league like who's played better than who like who would who would go first right now based on the tape we've seen in three nfl games it'd be tyler smith which is pretty awesome. that's awesome yeah unfortunately this this drive ended pretty shittily they got down to uh noah brown made an awesome catch uh on third and three at the uh new york 20 uh he gets him down to the new york six so super physical play Gets them down to the six-yard line. They have first and goal at the New York Six. They run Zeke up the gut for one yard. Zeke up the gut off the right guard for two yards. Then they get a false start by the rookie Hender shot. Then uh, they try to throw it to Pollard, but they get a holding penalty on Tyler Smith. They decline that, and that's fourth and eight, and they they kick a field goal. So 3-0, kind of sad to see him sputter so hard in the red zone, but, you know. It is what it is. When you when uh they would make the most of a, a later red zone opportunity, and uh it'll be interesting to see what they do once MG gets back in there. So three zero. Uh that would be the very end of the first quarter. Uh the Giants would then get it. They'd go down with a, a big helping of Saquon Barkley, is pretty much the entire offense. Uh, and they would kick a 42-yard field goal. This one would not get blocked. And so you're three three, both teams punt. Uh, at the very end of the half, uh, the Cowboys would force a... I want to say one, something real quick on the, the yeah. Cowboys punt, if I'm correct. This is the one where they get the third and 12. Zeke hits a big sweep for like 26 yards. We're moving. Yeah. It's 3-3. Very next play. We got we to gotta give you time for it. I mean, Cooper Rush finds... CeeDee Lamb could not be more wide open. I mean, he might be... He might have been the most wide open man in all of sports this weekend. I mean, it was, there wasn't, there wasn't a, uh, he could have stopped and tied his shoes on that route and still had time to make the catch and uh, hits him right between the numbers. I guess he tried to body catch it. Maybe he was thinking touchdown, uh, but anyway, drops it. They do want to, this on is drive and, the uh, ugliest it was fucking. Terrible. Okay. So yes, Ben set it up, but I'll repeat it here. The Cowboys get second and 20 because of an offensive holding penalty. Again, on Hendershot, dude. That guy's getting a lot of penalties now that I look at the play. He had a nice little game, though. He's he's a rookie. I'll give him him slack. Hey, by the way, we missed Dalton Schultz at all because I didn't notice. Didn't notice it at all. My boy boy, uh, Jay Fergie, ASAP Ferg, was doing enough to – He also uh, had a bad penalty. Honestly, I completely forgot he was out. So (laughs) – So – it's second and 20 on the Dallas 13 and rush hits Ferguson. He gets eight yards. So now you got third and 12. They do a toss sweep, which is insane. And Zeke to takes Zeke, that shit. Not even to tw- Pollard. Yeah. To they, he takes that shit 27 yards, which was awesome. So first and 10 at the Dallas 48, they run this bootleg. And as the camera goes down the field, you almost do not see any defenders in the frame. Like, Lamb has 15 yards in every direction. The ball is perfectly thrown. It hits him completely in stride. 
and going back to my, all my like complaints about CD Lamb, dude, this guy just is the least physical football player. He does not go to the ball in any sense of the word. He allows it to like come into him and caresses it in like the most body catch way. Yeah. And this shit hits him in both fucking hands and he just drops it. And he like yells at the screen, he yells at the sky. And I was just like, in the moment, I wasn't even pissed. I was just like, that's fucking classic CD, dude. Like, I'm not even shocked by it anymore. Like, if I, dude, that debt, not only did Dez never do that, I, I, in my wildest dreams, Dez, that wouldn't even enter the calculation that that would occur to Dez Bryant. Like, just outrageous. I was, in my house, just like raging, like in favor of stripping this man of his eighty-eight. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say the group chat. We were all pretty pissed. You, you, you <laughs> I think you said it was a disgrace that they gave it me. It is. Uh, now I have a long-running belief that if I buy a player's jersey and wear it, it curses the player. Uh, first jersey I bought was Morris Claiborne the day after he was drafted. Mm. That didn't turn out super well. I decided I cursed him. So I decided I would only buy jerseys as gifts for other people. Uh, I proceeded by my dad, a Sean Lee jersey. Didn't go super well. I bought Ryan a Des Bryant jersey for his birthday. He got cut two weeks later. Uh, so I was like, damn, dude, I really cannot buy jerseys. Oh, because the last one I ever bought, I was like, I'm going to wait till there's a player that like signs a long-term contract. He makes a pro. He's a baller. It's good to go. He's young. Bought a Jalen Smith jersey. Right after he signed his big deal, that turned out poorly. So I was like, okay, I'm done buying jerseys. Then like a year ago, a guy I work with bought me a signed CD Lamb jersey. And so I was like, okay, I'm never letting this touch my body. I put it in the glass case. I put it up on the wall in my office. It sat there ever since. So on Sunday, on Monday night, when CD Lamb has this drop, and then he proceeded to like have some other drops that weren't probably his fault, but like I was pissed at him. So I was was just like so mad at him. He dropped like a drilly. One of them was contested. It it, it was contested, but an NFL wide receiver needs to go. He needs to make more effort than he does to get the ball. The ball is not always going to like come all the way into your chest and let you like cuddle it into your fucking numbers dude like des fought the ball des fought to get the ball into himself with his hands which, this dude doesn't catch with which his is hands, fine so. but even on this one we're talking about was like he didn't have to fight for it it, it was a ball he could cuddle into his arms yeah. and he dropped yeah. it was it was a better throw than the one to Aguilar that everyone remembers Aguilar at least so, had to reach his arm out for sure so i decided that to invert the curse the energies of the curse i got it off the i got the case off the wall i took the screw i got a screwdriver out took the back off and took the jersey out and put it on and to his credit cd lamb proceeded to uh win back cowboys nation in the second half i mean in the in the third quarter uh he he goes out there after some some great play by uh you know tony pollard uh, and and he used three uh, big plays in a row. He 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 kind of takes over end. this drive towards the end. So as they get into uh, New York territory, he catches a four yard pass, uh, and then he catches a twenty six yard pass, which is like a real physical catch. Like has to go through a guy, lowers his shoulder, puts a guy over, gets down to the one yard line, and then when they go from the one on first and goal, he just throws up the fade and. CD Lamb, to his credit, does a very beautiful one-handed, left-handed haul in 
uh, gets both feet in, gets up, takes the helmet off, like huge moment of relief for him, obviously. Um, and so people kind of left, I guess people kind of left the, the game with like a positive taste in their mouth uh, uh, because of that experience. But that drop, man, I mean, that's, that's a, that's an eight, like a 50 yard touchdown, easy mode all day. Like that's Cooper rush has got to be upset by that one. Cause that's like on the stat sheet. Like you're talking about the difference between a guy that has a game. That's like, you know, 21 of, you know, 215 and a touchdown. He would have had like, you know, probably closer to like 300 and two touchdowns with no turnovers. That's, that's a damn good game. Like that's a damn good game. Yeah. It's weird. The CD grade as a whole, like I was, kind of deciding we should give people just like just do some report cards and grades and if i had to give one to cd lamb i was i was, I was gonna give him the a b minus because i gave him an f for the first oh. half jesus an christ for the first half. what are y'all are you is he is he like banging the teacher or something no, no, he, look, about he gets, c minus at best dude he got an f for the first half and he gets an oh, a okay. for the second half and so you kind of you find the middle it's probably closer to a c but then he had the the fact that it was a game winner he gets the little bump. He's probably it's probably like a seventy-eight to eighty-one. You know, the, it was the only teacher, a game. I, it was only a game winner the, because he's only a game winner because he put them in that situation. They wouldn't have had to I, catch still, a game winner if he catches it. Still, touchdown. Romo had a lot of game winners where he put them in with a couple first half picks. I still loved him all the same. You know, no, he, he bounced I'm, back. I'd rather him have the the bad first half than bad second half. That's right. I give him that's a fair. D minus because I put fifty percent of that catch on Andy's back for wearing the jersey. Like I think CD honestly had very little to do with that. That's fair. That's fair. I'm. I, what sucks is now I am forced by the laws of nature. I have to wear that jersey every game now, to, or CD will just flounder. Um. How about after? Uh. You're right. So they went in the half. They wound up being tied. Right. Six, oh, I six. forgot to mention. We forgot to mention this play where, uh, in the first half. My boy Noah Brown was breaking towards the end zone, and he oh, yes, beat Adoree Jackson's ass. So homeboy just tackles Noah Brown, and he gets up. Every, the whole stadium's like, okay, like you know, that's that's a flag. Noah Brown gets up and kind of puts his arms up. Nothing, zero. Like there have been very ticky tacky flags all night. This ref crew is not letting anyone get away with anything, and they just let Noah Brown get full on decleated in exchange for not getting open. I was blown away by it. Like I, I couldn't believe they let that happen. That was absurd. That one was about the most egregious non-call I've ever seen. They had a very similar one later on a play action where they just decided they weren't going to let him come out of his route and, and rush through it, thinking there would be a flag and just did not get it. Um, I feel like Diggs had a little bit of a uh, similar game to CD as far as fan uh sentiment because i saw a lot of negative digs takes when digs took a took a shot he took a shot at that one that would have been a pick six but it like you know danny dimes managed to like rifle it through his hands like to the receiver he dropped it i mean he should have picked it yeah so i don't even it wasn't even like oh he got there late because he had one against joe burrow last week where he definitely gambled and got there joe burrow fitted in that one was pure luck for and he had one in the first half he almost picked um if you guys saw peyton and eli peyton was sitting there basically talking about he goes what are we why are we throwing curl he goes and eli's like yeah they run a lot of curls a lot of stops a lot of comebacks he goes he goes well he goes look the only way to get a guy like Diggs off he goes you got to hit him with a double move you got to go over yeah. the top you got to go over the top of this guy he goes he goes quit throwing it where he's gonna be because then they come back with a slant and he knocks it down and 
Um, anyway, I'll say he's got thing. his. He did get his, which was nice. I it, look, it's another beautiful. He's only given up like ninety yards in three games. And uh, yeah, I mean, he he sealed the game. So the the Cowboys do score this uh, beautiful CD Lamb touchdown on the next uh, the next play. They go. The defense forces a three and out. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but the defense was just mauling this Giants team. I mean, right now the Dallas Cowboys. I, I don't think I'm out of bounds here saying the Dallas Cowboys have a top five defense in the NFL. Like Maybe the NFL in sacks. Of, I mean, they just don't have the takeaways right now. But I, I think I think it's definitely their strongest unit. You know, a lot of Cooper Rush being able to quote unquote win games. We always assign wins to a quarterback. He's able to because the Cowboys are in every game. I mean, the oh, only can thing we also give... uh, can we also talk about uh, my boy Turpin a little bit in a minute? Because uh, he finally showed yeah, up. Yeah, at this point, you know, I mean, I think we we hit kind of the game summary. You know, Cowboys do win. Uh, Trayvon Diggs gets a game ceiling pick. The defense itself was was the better unit. Um, so we can just kind of open it up. But I I guess all I was gonna say is they do have a great defense. I mean, Micah. Had an off game by his standards, and he was still out there. Well, he he showed up. People. He he showed up uh, to the stadium with five jugs of Pedialyte. Like they said, dude was like had the flu, flu. You like flu, he he posted a like flu yeah. game Jordan before the yeah. the game. So he still managed to just absolutely wreck and opened up tons of opportunities for other guys. I mean, he's just otherworldly. I mean, he's playing at like 80%. He's still he's wrecking the NFL team. No, I didn't. Like, I'd rather play at sixty percent than not play at all. Because me at sixty percent is still better than most people at a hundred. No, that's so tight. That's so tight. He's the He's best. Getting, the boy's getting a big head. I love it. I like it. He deserves it. Oh, he so, deserves it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like, uh, I think that's one thing I've learned is like while Dax out, I think last year and in many in a couple of the last previous years, a lot of weight was put on Dax's shoulders. Like, go figure out how to win these games. You know, the defense wasn't great. They needed Dak to go out there and score the offense in general to score like 40 points for them to win these games. And now, uh, not only is the defense really good, but they've got like a, a other little tiny things. Obviously, anger is a one of these little like advantages they have. He can pin other teams super deep, which helps the defense a ton. Um, and then, you know, there was a lot of hype for Turpin, obviously, in the preseason because dude had uh, a two touchdown game and he didn't really make much noise in the first two games, but uh in the in in this uh particular uh at the in the fourth quarter of this game uh they kicked off to him or they punted to him uh from their 22 yard line and uh dude had a nasty run back juked a bunch of guys basically if the punter doesn't make the, a shoestring tackle it's a it's a it's a six. It's going to the house. Um, so we got to start that drive on the New York thirty five, which was awesome. I mean, they only converted it into a field goal. That's what made it twenty three to thirteen. But Turpin can flip the field on teams, and I think we're going to see him house at least one this year, which that's a huge advantage to have. So, yeah, I was happy to see Turpin. You know, see some fireworks there. Yeah, special teams have been a liability for this team for. I mean, pretty much the entire Jason Garrett era, as much as they talked about three fields of or three phases of the game. Three phases of the game. It always felt like special teams was a disadvantage. And this year they've been really solid, man. We know Anger's a great punter, um, but Turpin's now, you know, he's that was the first, hopefully, of many. Like, nice game field flipping returns. They got a blocked field goal tonight. And even Maher, who we absolutely 
was absolutely terrible two years ago has been rock solid through two games um, or three games. So special teams really looking nice. Bones Fossil, man. I forgot that guy's a fucking madman. He's got to be doing some real scheming shit in his, in his secret layer, man. I'm I'm excited uh, to see what they do next, especially if they get Michael Gallup back. Now, dude, the NFL must the Vegas and the league and the NFL matchup predictor on ESPN.com must know something I don't. The Cowboys are playing at home. Okay, they're playing against the Washington Grand Wizards. All right, the matchup predictor is fifty three percent Washington, forty six percent Dallas. Dallas is a three and a half point favorite at home, which really means this is like a push on a neutral field. I do not understand that at all. Like Dallas has an elite defense. I mean, Noah Brown has better stats than their leading wide receiver. Carson Wentz is a shell of a human being, and he's a oh, bum. So you think they should 24/7. be favored by more? <laughs> Dallas? Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean. I think it's Washington hard is Washington is god awful, dude. They're god awful. Like I would, I would be truly shocked if they scored thirteen points. See how you feel about Washington's how I felt about New York, how I felt really competent because I think New York to me they're never going to score more than twenty one points in a game. So I'm never really worried about New York. People can make all the excuses. And by the way, I side little rant. I saw all these excuses for Daniel Jones and all these people being like, man, he just doesn't get a fair shot. Dog, y'all can miss me with that. That may be true. They they absolutely did everything to like fuck this kid over. But man, if by all means, please trick yourself into to paying him and just saying if he has everything perfect, because I've never seen anything from that guy. He, this was the most impressive game I've seen him play against us. And that's only because he was scrambling his ass off. And he still was, threw an interception to lose the game. I respect but, his spirit. But he's he, bad. He, like, he is a bad NFL quarterback. And and I will say this, in the Giants' defense, it did kind of turn out that there was no good option that year. Like, the big, like, noise at the time was like, I can't believe they picked Daniel Jones with Dwayne Haskins still on the board, which I said at the time. I couldn't believe that. Um, turned out both those guys were, like, complete busts. And at least Daniel Jones is still, like, in the league and – a lot not currently dead um but outside of that he is quite bad at football uh yeah i just i think it's really weird these people that keep making apologies for him and i i anyway i, I was gonna go somewhere i don't i, I don't want to full race i'm just saying like if he was if he was fucking desmond ritter or are, are you saying uh are you saying lamar jackson uh would not be given the same rope <laughs> i'm if, just saying uh... he, i was just saying he's got a lot of rope for a guy who's done jack who hasn't had a this is the first time they ever had a winning record in his year he's never had a big win in his career they beat like philly twice i mean yeah i don't know my point is i agree what about he's, that, he's, uh, he, has, he has terrible weapons and a terrible o-line and he had jason garrett as his oc last year god that was <laughs> That had to be hell, but that sucked. That's he's you... he's had it against him, but I still I, I look. I just I got that I one time he got tackled by call... the the turf. That was yeah. yeah. I gotta call. I mean, I gotta call if it wasn't that turf, he would have done a touchdown. That would have been impressive. Yes, he can run. He's a good athlete. He's a very good athlete. I mean, a lot of NFL quarterbacks are. He's a very good athlete, but he's a terrible quarterback. And I just I have to be on the record to say that I got to treat him fair. There's no there's no moral victory points here. He's. He stinks, and he got outplayed by a backup quarterback that none of us thought was going to be in the league. So, anyway, yeah. in rant, so, uh, all very true. Uh, 
we we do play Washington this weekend. They are quite bad. Uh, they have no run game. Uh, their leading receiver is Terry McLaurin, who I feel so bad for him, dude. He's so talented. He is good. Yeah, he's so good. And Carson Wentz just can't get him the ball. I mean, like I said, I wasn't kidding. He legitimately has the same stats as Noah Brown. They have like identical stats. It's so, weird because they threw for a bunch of yards and Wentz did the first two weeks. And then last week he was awful. I mean, Philly just absolutely lived in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, he was sacked nine times, by the way. So even, even against like, like he, he looked good against Detroit. They still lost. Uh, but if that's their plan, if their plan is to let Carson Wentz drop back 50 times against this defense, it's going to be ugly, dude. Like, especially if Micah's healthy, it's going to get so ugly. I think that there is a version of this game where a combination of Pollard, Zeke, a, a comeback Michael Gallup, a vengeance-seeking C.D. Lamb, uh, make for quick drives, and the Cowboys do put up like 20 first-half points, and the defense just absolutely breaks Wentz in half. And it's just a real ugly game for Washington. Um, I also think that, like, regardless of what is said about or by Cooper Rush, in the back of his head, he knows that any week Dak Prescott can come back and his time's up. So I think that, like, especially as we get into these later games where it's like, okay, ne- is it next week? Like, I think we're going to see Cooper like really try to like put on a show to the best of his abilities. Now, I don't think he's going to go out there and throw for five touchdowns, but I do think we could see his like his his best game. You know, his two touchdown game. I I feel like last game was better than the other two games. Like he's getting for sure. It definitely was. It definitely was throwing downfield a little bit. I think he's acclimated to the speed of the game, and he can make the throws. Uh, Now. Some of his his balls still go a little high, like Noah Brown. Like to, I can't believe I'm saying this. But like Noah Brown that has like really helped him. Catch. Like he's made a couple game. of those like really like high point, super ridiculously athletic catches that have made uh, Cooper's life a little easier. Um, but dude, I I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up. Then you were a hundred percent right though, dude. Like Dalton Schultz did not even for a, I honestly didn't know he was out. Didn't think about it at all. Like, if anything, our blocking might have been better. We're paying like, twelve and a half million, and you just can't tell me that Ferguson and and Hendershot were anything worse. Hendershot even made a big play down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure Schultz is better than those guys, but not twelve and a half million. Like, I'm fine if they move on. Is always been my point with him. He's just a guy. He's he's fine. He is just a guy. Yep. Someone called him last year. They looked at his numbers and he said he's a compiler. Like he's never going to have a hundred yards. He's never going to have three T like he's just, he's going to compile four catches for 50 yards on repeat. Yeah. I mean, dude, even this year he's played in two games. He has nine catches for 80 yards on 13 targets and no touchdowns. So it's just like 40 yards a game. Like Hendershot had 43 yards, like on a nice play and a good throw. That's Absolutely. All. I mean, we we're fans. We all have our our favorites and our dislikes. It's just I've never, and part of it we were we were Starwin fans. Rest in peace, the Blake Jarwin era. But uh, yeah, Schultz, he's just a guy, and the way he came out of nowhere, I I think they can find that with one of these two kids. So I pray they do not pay him. Um, 
barring a real renaissance and a step up, I pray they don't play CD Lamb. Like, you just cannot pay top of the market wide receiver money for that guy. And I worry because he wears 88 and he's very marketable and he's a huge cowboy star. But he might not be for long, man. No, CD's I mean, getting y'all just need a he's getting the payday a hundred percent. That that is a bad that is a bad decision. We'll see. I I keep going back to he's only twenty three. I mean, he has another he's year. Of his he has two thousand yards. He I, I know he's a lot of it is just the era he plays in, but he has had the best start to an NFL career yardage wise of any NFL or of any that's, cowboy receiver. That that's great. I think most of that was the security blanket of Amari and MG taking. And, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying one way or the other. I just, I think he's going to get paid if he has some terrible games when Dak's back and it's just completely true that he, he's just not a one. Then hopefully they see that. I think he. Here's the thing. What I worry about is that like, if if CD Lamb gets 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns every year, but drops is like known as like I drop big passes in big moments. That's be bad. That's horrific. Scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. Cause then it's like, well, the numbers say he's worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like the the worst kind of player that yeah. like shrivels underneath the spotlight. So yeah, we'll he just have to see. I mean he is young. Russia stat line uh another guy uh third round rookie did make his debut. Um did oh Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert you got to catch that go ball, man. You don't get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. It was maybe a hair long, but you got to – I tweeted at some point. They had to help Cooper rush. At one point, I, I felt like he had four view, beautiful throws in a row that were mishandled by various members of the Cowboys or a hold. I mean, he was – He's uh, – right now, he's the projected. The only people who really helped him out a lot were Noah Brown had a nice game, CD in the second half. But the run game, man, Um, I, we didn't yeah. really talk about it, but the reason this offense hummed was – tuned up the Giants for 175 rushing yards. I mean, Zeke and Pollard both had good games. Zeke got the touchdown. Pollard had a nice run. Pollard, the closer, which I thought was interesting. They had him in there in the fourth to ice the game. I I loved their approach to the running game this game. Um, They gave Pollard 13 carries. They gave Zeke 15. I think that's that's, beautiful. beautiful. That's a perfect, yeah, there's a perfect delineation. You keep Pollard fresh. You let Zeke get the, like, grinder carries down, you know, in the in the muck that you don't need like paul is not going to get those yards very easily and it's just going to like chew up his energy zeke in there on one uh real yeah. quick or third and two or shorter zeke is five for five on converting he, dude he has looked really good in short yardage situations he pounded that one into the end zone uh yeah on, that, on monday that night that looked great that was a great so game. It, they're they're using them both really well, and they they look great. I mean, they combine for yeah, like 178 yards uh, on and on the season. Both of them are having uh, pretty terrific years. Um, hey, Kellen, you know, that's the game plan. That it, it is what it is. This team is not. I know you want to be the high flashing lead the league in scoring again. That's just not what you have in front of you. Those aren't the pieces you have. You can't be calling these Cedric Wilson sweep plays to throw down field to Gallup or Mari or whoever it's you gotta how many times how many times do you think he's asked Kevante or uh uh Kevante Turpin if he can throw a pass like oh god at least there's a play there's a play at some point for 
Yeah. And look, they brought him in on 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 a couple snaps on offense, which I, I like to which, see finally. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that at all, especially like on end uh, around. If you can get it, the, him the ball in space, I mean, he does have like next level speed. Like he is yeah. a burner. So you have two, you have two game breakers. Ceedee Lamb who's good in the open field, and then you have a pounder and Zeke. I mean, that's that's the offense right there. And then add throw throw Gallup. Uh, throw Gallup back in there, and you got a, a, a pretty damn good vertical threat. Maybe oh, that'd be, so that'd be so tight. So, yeah, man. I'm I'm very excited to see what happens from here on out. You know, at the beginning of the year, after week one, I was so depressed about the whole thing. Um, Isn't that football they, though? Things can change on a whim, baby. They've they, they've turned around in the last two weeks. Two two uh, nice wins. Now the Commanders they need to handle business, uh, regardless of what anyone says, what the line is or whatever. Like this is a bad team. If you can't beat this team, like you're in trouble. They need to handle business. And then the next two weeks are going to tell us a ton about this team. So they go at Philly or at LA and then at Philly. Um, I'll tell you what, boys, if the Dallas Cowboys, because here's the thing, like I saw like this thing today that was like, here are the tiers of the NFL teams. And it was like, they had the Dallas Cowboys in like tier seven, where it was like two wins, but I don't care. And they had Philly in as alone, like the number one tier was like, uh, like most elite or whatever. And it was like, Casey and somebody else. And then they had tier two was like uh number one seed on lock. And it was just Philly by themselves in that tier. And then like, so it was basically like they're right below like the bills. I would love it. If so, it's, it's the primetime game on the 16th of October, I would love nothing more than for Dallas to go into the link and just have Micah just ruin Jalen Tolbert. Like two pick game for Diggs, two sack game for Micah. Maybe Dax back. He throws like five touchdowns, and that yeah. bitch just absolutely wrecks their shit. That'd be I hope so they tight. save Dak for that. I hope they don't bring him back for the Rams game. They're saying he might. They're saying he might bring him back for this game where he's not going to be for the Washington. But I don't. Want it, to this is how him. this is how it always is with injury. It's like as long as they're winning, it'll be like take your time, dude. You know, ah, be in no hurry. But but if they Jerry if they Jones go in, be worried if, about Cooper. if they if they struggle against the Commanders, I, well, if if they struggle at any point, that's when Dak will be. If he's not back already, they'll hit the gas on it. Like if they get, even if they go to L.A. and they get blasted, I, it'll be like time to bring back Dak immediately. I think Cooper Rush has afforded them a luxury now that it doesn't feel like they need to rush Dak at all. They're at, they're in this they're in the heart of it they're two and one. If they beat the Commanders, and I really hope they do, we'll we'll get into our game preview here shortly. That's three and one. I honestly think you, unless he's a hundred percent, you rest him for the next two weeks. Even if you take two L's, you're three and three. You're perfect. You're perfectly fine. The NFC is are so wide open. Even if Philly's six and zero, oh, maybe you lose the division. But tell me, looking at the rest of the wild card, like. So you have, let's just say Tampa wins their division, Green Bay wins their division, Philly wins our division, um, and the Rams win their division. Like, okay, you have the 49ers maybe, but tell me of any other team that you're scared of. Are you scared of Arizona? No, we're better than Arizona. You're better than Atlanta. You're better than uh God, like it gets pretty grim pretty quick in the yeah. NFC. So my whole point, I mean, like Minnesota, maybe, but I, I guess my point is they don't. The wild card feels 
The Cowboys, I will say this. Has this as a like minus 160 to make the playoffs. The Cowboys have, this is crazy to say in week three, but I think the Cowboys have four hard games left on the schedule. It's at LA, at Philly, at Green Bay, and then home against the Eagles again. Uh, Other than that, the Lions, come on. The Bears, the Vikings. The Giants again, the Colts, which I mean, I'm just not a believer in Matt Ryan. He's washed. Minnesota's weird because they're just always a team. Yeah, they they're in and out, in and out. Uh, the te- the Texans. I mean, yeah. the Jaguars, the Titans, and then hey, the Commanders again. Let's, uh, let's let's not bury the Jags just quite yet, baby. They could oh, yeah. favor this weekend. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence might be on the ascension, boys. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have much else to. Uh, to go until you, if you guys want to talk Washington. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what, uh, what all there is to say as far as this game goes. Uh, I am not a believer in Carson Wentz. He is an absolute bum. Me, Carson Wentz type of guy that would, uh, that's a quarterback describe the type of guy who would say buy a piece of like a Ikea bookshelf and then just can't <laughs> put it together and just like winds up with one shelf alone and just start screaming that he'll make it work <laughs> that feels very aptly accurate oh that's like, great carson that's wentz great. is a bum he's an idiot when it comes to football like honestly i'd say he's just a real dumb quarterback he makes stupid he's going mistakes. back into gunslinger mode too last year you know he was only 27 tds but only seven picks kind of took care I of the football. that was actually very um, surprising last year but he's already he's, has three he's this year sort of is gonna say Ron Rivera's only had like twenty five percent of his years. I want to say as a head coach, have been winning seasons. Washington just looks really bad. I think they can throw it a lot, but I mean, they just showed they can't protect him. I mean, Philly just ate his lunch for nine. We sacks. haven't uh, allowed for more than two hundred yards a single game this season. We haven't allowed more than twenty points in a game this season. I there's Even no Philly way can't say that. Philly got gashed by the Detroit Lions. And my point is there's no way they're going to beat us through the air this game, which means that if we lose, we lose to Antonio Gibson. Oh, he can't. I don't see us losing to Antonio Gibson. I don't see that happening. I I do not see this team scoring more than maybe two field goals. Well, I'll get to the predictions, but it's just once is a bum. And, you know, there's going to be some moment when Parsons has a line on him and it's just charging when sees him. And Wentz does that stupid fucking duck down, like try to juke and just gets his ass lit up. He does it all the time. <laughs> and he always gets lit up. And he just seems to think one point it's going to work. Like I could easily see this being 10 sack game. Yeah. At least I over have to five. agree with Zach on this one. Like I think we're going to kick the fucking shit out of them. The question is, at least their offense is going to do nothing. The real question is if our offense will score. I think they will. Like, I think we're going to do pretty good on this game. I, I'm I like our chances. I, I really cannot. I Like I said, I'm, I was really shocked by the line. I'm equally shocked by the matchup predictor. Like, that seems nuts to me uh, to have us only a three-point favorite. And, like, people think we're going to lose this game. Like, oh, I'll man. tell you, Andy, about that matchup predictors. I, I once tried to use it to 
to get a betting edge and bet based on that thing, and it, it went very poorly. So I put very little <laughs> stock in ESPN's FPI ranking, for the record. All right, noted. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are right. I, you guys have talked me into it more than than what I thought. I I was surprised we were favored just because I I just sort of reset in my head after Dax and Dre we would be underdogs in every game. Um, I mean, hell, even the Giants, we were, I guess we were on the road, but we were a one and a half we were, point dog. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a reaction to us winning and how bad this commies team looked. They lost to Detroit. They almost lost to Jacksonville. We watched that game. That was their week one. They got killed in the Wentz revenge game. So I don't know what to really think of them. They played really weird line of opponents. It feels like two really bad teams in one whatever you want to say about Philly, pretty damn good team. Uh, But I agree with you guys about the defense. The defense is going to keep this low scoring. I really don't know what to make of Washington's defense. At one point, there was supposed to be a really heralded front seven. It just doesn't seem like it's been that way. That never worked out, huh? Like, they were like, there was that one year where everyone was like, oh, yeah, dude, they're about to be, like, ridiculously good. And then... It just never seemed to work yeah, out. Yeah, and I think Chase Young still hasn't come back from his ACL. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't see Cooper Rush playing flawless forever, but I do think this team has a certain amount of mojo to it. We are playing at home, and I wonder what Carson Wentz's record is against us. Hold on. I'm going to look. I'm going to ask a little stat news here. Carson Wentz record against Dallas. Does anyone want to take a guess here? Mm, I mean, there's Philly days, obviously. I was going to say that one year, that one year when the when Philly was really good, he he beat our ass twice. But other than that, I feel like we own him. Zach, you want to guess? Oh, turn it on if you'd hear me. Three. He's beat us three times. You're close. Hmm. He's actually four, four and four. Ah, or four and four. Really? Um, yeah, they lost the first game. Then Andy's right. They they swept us in 2017. We swept them in 2018. We split in 2019. And then they beat us in 2020. Although, <laughs> Wentz's stat line was great in this one. 15 of 27 for 123, two TDs, two picks, and four sacks. So oh, That was the uh, Danucci game, wasn't it? Yes. I've, you are right. That is the Danucci game. So... I don't know. You can't really take much from that. I was just curious. I his numbers. He's such a weird quarterback. He's he's the white Jameis is always what I call him because I think he's, white Jameis. He's just he makes very bad decisions. He's like he can't help himself. Like he knows what he he knows the checkdowns there. He just he gets. Uh, I saw Dan Orlovsky of all people say this about Jameis, but he gets bored playing boring football. And that's what I feel about wins. He gets bored playing boring football. He has to look for the big play down the field. So you're right. I do think our defense keeps us in it. I, I don't have much faith in our offense lighting this up, to be honest. I think we win, but I, I'm not as confident as you two about it being a, a blowout. But I'll, I'll say we – the line's three and a half. That sounds about right. We probably cover four to seven-ish. So – yeah, I mean, uh, that's at least if we're going into predictions, I may have jumped the gun a bit there. But yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement that it should be a win. I get a little leery of, I just don't know. I are we are we are we too jump 
are we too quick to ride rush hour into this? Are we are we are we all stuck in traffic right now with our seatbelts and we're just riding out rush hour and it's all good because you know we we still got time to make it to the concert. You know, no one's panicked yet. But at some point, you know, we may we may feel a little bit of pressure as we sit there longer and longer. I just I don't know. I don't know, boys. I don't think that's this week, but I uh I guess I'll go Cowboys uh twenty uh sixteen. I like it. Zach, what's your prediction? Oh, we lost Zach. I have to keep pressing the button so you guys can hear me. It's very confusing to me. Uh, I'm going Cowboys 26 to 6. No, sorry. I like it. 23. 23 to 6. Very nice. All right. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I said they were going to score 20 in the first half. I think that's going to happen. I'm going to say they win this game 27 to 10. Big day for big day for rush hour. Big day for the defense. Small day for Carson Wentz. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they win this, boys, three and one, that'll be interesting. I uh. I don't think any of us thought that was possible after after what happened. And I think – I hope Dak is healing well. I would be reluctant to bring him back against L.A. or Philly. I just think first game back against Philly, while Dak, that's great. I just – Philly's red hot. We'll get to my prediction. I just want to put out early on the pod. I said in our group chat for our listeners, I think Philly is a lot like Dallas last year when we started 7-1 and one and everybody thought – we were amazing. We looked great on offense. Defense was emerging. It was kind of the beginning of Micah, right? Randy Gregory was looking really good early in the year. Trayvon Diggs had like six picks in five games. I think at some point, you know, that Denver game, we sort of got figured out. Dak, maybe the Dak calf, maybe Zeke's knee. I don't know. But at some point it went down, and I think that's what's going to happen to Philly. I think they're just such on a high. I think there's so much belief there right now. Um, whatever I say about Hurts, he's played much better to begin the season than I actually thought he was capable of. He always seemed like a shit passer to me. I still think that comes back to earth a little bit, but I have to give them a little bit of credit. Um, they are better than I thought. I still think after I think they'll get off to like a I guess what I'm saying seven oh seven one start and then it'll be kind of a 500 hit or miss down the end of the season. I think we get them the second time, but I think the first time I just think they're going to be riding such a fucking momentum wave that, uh, I don't know. I would, I would be hesitant to, to make that Dax first game back personally, but we'll see where we are. I, I think we're in a good spot in the NFC. If, if rush wins this game and gets you three wins, boys, that's, that's goddamn more than I, I thought we'd get from him. So. Fuck yeah, man. I like it. I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than where I thought we'd be. Not but two weeks ago. So, yes, yeah, James Washington, by the way, got back to practice jogging uh, today. So, finally, okay. He's, All right. They said he's still I probably did. a month away, but returned in limited fashion. Uh, Michael Gallup should be back. His quote was weird. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was, uh, he is cleared to play and he chose not to play last week. Uh, he said he he wanted more reps. He wasn't mentally prepared. And he kind of quoted talking about watching Chris Godwin come back in week one, Tampa, and pull the hammy. And he had only two practices in pads. 
and it's weird if you listen to him it, it but i i just thought that was interesting um i don't know by all accounts he should be back this week i think he will but it's just a little weird that he uh mentally didn't feel fired up to go last week i think that's got a i kind of feel for the guy if you're coming off a major injury and he probably just wasn't a hundred percent wanting to go out i mean i i don't this isn't a shot at MG's toughness. I just thought that was really fascinating, I guess. That is weird. It's definitely it's definitely not what you'd expect from a guy who's like, you know, had to sit out for so long and then got the huge mm-hmm. uh the huge paycheck. So yeah, very odd. Very odd indeed. Yeah, he said he just wanted more reps, mental reps, physical reps. And then he had a he had a catch in practice today. Apparently toe tapped one in the end zone and he said uh his quote to the media afterwards, MG's back. That's what I thought. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, nice. So hopefully he's good to go, but I wanted to bring that up, and that'll be a nice uh, nice addition to this this offense. Dude, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, I've always been a huge Gallup guy, but we need him now more than maybe any time in dude's entire career. Like, mm-hmm. And look, Washington's been... been getting gashed. They got a uh, Trevor Lawrence through a Three TDs on them. Uh, week one, week two, the Lions just absolutely had their way with Washington. And last week, Philly was weird. Philly did pretty well. They stalled in the red zone a bunch. Otherwise, that could have been like a forty-two to nothing game. I mean, Philly absolutely owned the Eagles in that, or uh, <laughs> the Eagles, the, the the commies. So, I love it, man. I can't wait for this game. I'm very, I, I'm, it's nice to uh, be excited about Cowboys football again because there was definitely a, uh, a moment or two there where I was not super stoked about uh, watching the Cowboys. So, totally. Um, well, we're getting late. Let's, uh, let's get into, uh, let's do Star Love Go and then a little, a little book report on our, our side. Teams. I like it. I like uh, it. So, Star Love Goat to, oh, sorry, Zach. Do you say something? Oh, yeah. Star Love Goat for our first time listeners. We always do this. Uh, this star, basically me, Benjamin Walkstar, rooting, giving you the star of the game. Zachary Love, giving you his love of the game. And Anthony Goat, the Goat Gatelli over there, giving you his goat of the game. So uh, this can be the actual player of the game. This could just be somebody you thought overperformed or somebody you want to give a shout out to. It's always fun. Uh, I will start as is tradition, and uh, you know, I don't think we gave him enough credit going over the game, but it's got to be Demarcus Lawrence for me, the Tank. Yeah, dude, damn. Yeah, such a, that's the best game we've seen from Tank in, what, since he signed the deal? Oh, yeah, that's that is at least from a pressure impact, right? He always does a lot of kind of the gritty stuff, but from a from a pure splash play perspective, yeah. That was that was a big tank game. Three sacks, uh, posted the tank on the Twitter account three times. Was very happy to do so. And he got hurt. He might have had even more if he, he was allowed to stay. I don't know his status. I think he's his foot, which is the same one he injured last year and missed six oh, weeks. No, <laughs> but he did return in the game after they taped it up. So I don't know if it just got rolled or what. I haven't actually seen practice reports on it yet. So hopefully he's good to go this weekend. But even if he's not, I, I don't know if he even got one last year. I'd have to uh, dig into the archives, but uh, yeah. So yeah, been a minute since we've had any uh, any real uh, so some tank love for the, tank, dude. The uh, the demise of tank was greatly exaggerated. So hell yeah. So love Zachary Love, who you got? 
I am actually just going to go with Cooper Rush for winning three in a row. Two in a row this season. I didn't give it to him last game. But this time, yeah, he deserves it. He's earned himself the love of the game. Dude, especially because he got let down by his number one. (laughs) One Sidarian lamb. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Very nice. All right. As far as good of the game, I had I, I'm a I'm gonna go a little outside the box here. I'm gonna go with Donovan Wilson. Uh, I saw a ton of shit I loved from Donovan Wilson on Monday night. So first of all, he had a nasty sack, which was tight. He had a nice pass defense. He had a tackle for loss. Uh, and then at the end of the game, they assigned Donovan Wilson to do spy duty on Daniel Jones because by the end of the game, basically the only play that was working for the Giants was just to like let the pocket like split the pass rush and then have him run up the gut and get like nine yards and slide. So he th- that worked pretty well for like a good 10 minutes, and it was very annoying. And so I was like, man, are we really going to let them do this shit all fucking night? And then fortunately – uh, along came Donovan Wilson to lay the wood, and it worked out really, really well. So hey, I was very excited to see him uh, back to his wood-laying ways, uh, and he balled. So that was very tight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good di- blitz dial up there, too, from... Uh, Hell yeah. Dan You'd love Lance. to see DQ get in his bag, man. The Giants, they always bring a lot of blitz. I thought the Cowboys' O-line was really good. I thought Zeke was really good. I mean, I don't think Rush was sacked. Maybe once? One sack? Zero sacks? I think one, maybe. But they were bringing a lot of blitz and still couldn't get there. And uh, a lot of poise from the young end. But on the other end, DQ just playing fucking chess out there. Like Andy against the uh, some Asian kid before, uh, <laughs> before we started our pod. Hey, man. You know, slowly. Slowly but surely becoming grandmaster. So, hell yeah. Donovan Wilson, first goat of the game. First goat. All right, I'll have to uh, – I don't have my normal sheet. I'm recording from my uh, bedroom as we have a guest right now. But uh, I will I'll, – I'll add it to the archives. And as always, at the end of the year, we'll uh, dude, see. Dude, it sucks having Charlotte guests Pokemon. come to your house, dude. I hate when people come from out of town and come to your house, dude. It's the worst. And Andy's yeah, Andy's complaining so. about that so much. You, apparently someone's coming this weekend. He's real pissed. Super I was gonna say dude. on that note, I uh I will be in Austin. I actually won't get to watch any of this game with Wentz, which is kind of honestly where some of my reservations coming from is I can't I'm going to a wedding, I'm not gonna be able to wear my Cowboys shirt that's two and zero so far this year. I retired the Diggs jersey that lost week one, moved to a new shirt that's two and zero. I won't be able to rock it. it. I might I might be able to wear it underneath the suit. We'll have to see how much it shows. It's actually a Super Bowl twenty eight champion shirt. It's pretty fucking sick. Fuck yeah, dude. Um so anyway, uh, yes, I'll be in Austin, so I, I won't get to see much of the game, but I will get to see Mr. Gatelli, his beautiful wife, and my godson. So I am, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, we can't wait. We can't wait. So, yeah, man. Oh, oh, last, all right, boys. Last little thing. Book report time. Book report time. Zach. All right. Uh, you are up, sir. The, the, the class first, will grade you now. First time this season, the Falcons won. They won in the last second. All thanks to Drake London, the 14-yard pass. Uh, Otherwise, it was a pretty... Been saying it, dude. Drake London, he he can play ball, dude. 
You can play ball. Drake London is really fucking good. I wish we had him. Yeah. I wanted he's him in the, get, in the draft. I, I think he's going to get offensive rookie of the year. Damn, you're, you weren't kidding, dude. Did you see his game? Yeah. Yeah. I 214 it. yards and two touchdowns. Good. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I actually watched that. Like, it, it's a good. He's fucking great. No kidding, man. This kid is like I think get offensive rookie of the year. Oh, I said so it at good. the time. Didn't I say I was, it then? Didn't I say we should get did. this kid he from USC? He's so good, and he's making Kyle Pitts look irrelevant. That look is impossible. Kyle Pitts' stats. Kyle Pitts is a generational talent. And he's so good that, yeah, Drake London's so good that they can't even get Pitts the ball. Oh, sorry. We, we interrupted you, Zach. Please, please continue. Oh, Sam. I mean, he's currently the... Uh... You're gonna bet on offensive rookie of the year. London's ahead. <laughs> London's the for, uh, front runner. <laughs> I was gonna go do that. I saw that I wouldn't get any money if I actually did it. So, but oh, uh, yeah, Falcons won. Uh, I mean, they're still a terrible team. One and two, baby, building for the future. Exactly. All right, Mister uh, Mister Catelli, please give us your report. Ah, the Houston football Texans. Well, boys, after a tie week one and a 16 to nine barn burner against the Giants or the Broncos in week two, all eyes turned to Chicago, Illinois for a matchup of the two fucking worst offenses in the league when they played the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Um, it was just like the ugliest fucking game you've ever seen. Both quarterbacks threw two two interceptions. Uh, Davis Mills, I guess you could say he did outduel Justin Fields. Uh, Davis Mills was twenty of thirty two for two forty five, one touchdown and two picks. Uh, but Justin Fields was eight of seventeen for one hundred six and two picks, which is real bad. So Chicago not having a good time. Um. Yeah, man, they're they're a very bad team. Uh, they did lose to the Chicago Bears, twenty to twenty three. So even though Justin Fields threw for a hundred yards and two picks and no touchdowns, uh, Khalil Herbert rushed for one fifty seven and two touchdowns on the Texans, who have no rush defense. So that's tough. Yeah, it it, it was not fun for them. Uh, oh, Justin Justin Fields also had two fumbles and they couldn't turn that into anything so yeah super rough day all around for everyone how are, involved how are the how are you how's the texan fan base feeling about old davis mills how you how you boys are doing with long neck dude what's funny is like the texans fan base has been so bad for so long and they're so abused that like there's not even like real sorrow you know what i mean they're in that they're in that mode where they're just like they hate the ownership they hate the coach they hate Ugh. the fucking everyone on the team i mean they barely like, have fans. Like there's the bad, there's fun bad, and then bad bad, right? Yeah, dude. Like we, we we'll bitch a lot about like the Cowboys look like shit in a given year or whatever, but like it, it's nothing like this. This is this is truly cruel and unusual. Um, so yeah, I I cannot imagine going through this to be honest with you. I fall to uh, what is it? Oh, oh, two and one now. Mm-hmm. O two and one, which is somehow even sadder than just being O and three. Like that makes you look at the schedule and be like, "What happened here?" Like and maybe, maybe, maybe your boys will get CJ Stroud. Who knows? 
Yeah, maybe that would solve their issues. But man, poor, then then I just feel bad for CJ Stroud. Then you're just like, damn. Well, that's that's one career wiped off the map. Like <laughs> dark times. No kidding. Well, I'll go last. On October sixth, nineteen ninety nine, William Trevor Lawrence was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. And on September of the 25th, 2022, he outdueled a man named Justin Herbert. Now, people might say, ah, oh, Justin Herbert, he was hurt. And I say, who cares? There is a new alpha dog with long, luscious hair, and that man's name is Trevor Lawrence. He, uh... He balled, fellas. Uh, my my Jaguars actually moved to two and one. They dominated the Los Angeles Chargers, who I was told were going to contend for a Super Bowl this year. Back to back wins. He just beat the Commies last week. Urban Meyer's out of town, fellas, and it's a, it's a new day in Jacksonville. You know, we've moved from you know bad bad Andy last year to to, to hopefully fun bad and maybe even. Bad frisky, like frisky bad, like bad, but enough to do a little bit of damage. And hell yeah, might ruin your might ruin your season, right? But uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, a beautiful day, seventy one completion percentage, uh, two sixty two, three TD, zero picks. Now has a QB rating of one hundred three. These were his two highest QB ratings of all last year. Would have been these last two games. So, uh, Mister Lawrence, starting to uh, play some ball. Christian Kirk, who looked like he had a terrible contract, has. Three tutties already this year. Had another wow. nice game. Check out the check out the tutties on this guy. Yeah, man. And even even uh Zay Jones. I know you're who? Zay Jones. <laughs> That's right. He's out here balling. Uh James Robinson coming back from the Achilles, looking like a man child. He he busted a couple, but yeah, it was it was all Chargers. Uh, I mean uh, all Jaguars in this one, fellas. They just ran rough shot over the uh feeble chargers and uh yeah man it, it's it's it was a nice win I, I don't know if they fall you know this week we have philly um seven point dogs but uh who knows maybe 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 we're feeling a little frisky you know this philly defense been good but uh my boy t-dog he's uh he's starting to ascend a little bit fellas so dude, uh, I, li- I, I like where this is headed dude yeah so we're we're, we're enjoying it you know it, it, it's early in the chain you know it's only chapter three right now but uh it's starting to get juicy, fellas. It's getting a little juicy. It's got my attention. So a good win for, for the Jags. Now two and one. Their only loss was uh actually to the commanders. Sorry, they beat the Colts last week. They lost to the commanders week one. Tough loss. But uh that's okay. You know, sometimes, you know, they're they're not good enough to beat bad teams yet, but we're working on it. So uh yeah, a big dude. win moving into uh October and uh hopefully hopefully they, they do us cowboys a favor. So that's that's my report for this week, fellas. Dude, can we just have a uh, a quick moment of appreciation for Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raider football team mm. beating Texas University of Texas in what could be their last trip out to the desert? Could be their last trip to Lubbock, and they got handed a big fat L. That's right. They're also they're also afraid of our fan base after someone had the audacity to push a football player. With two hands, no less. Push him. 
gosh. Dude, I let me let me tell you, like the entire time I lived in Austin, like the, we, I don't think I think we beat Texas once in that whole time. And it was in Austin when we beat them, and Texas was yeah. real bad that year. So this is the first time that like I feel like there's like some animosity there between me and the uh, the larger UT fan base. And uh, dude, it's just been so funny this week having UT fans come up to me at work and be like, "Dude, when you when you uh, you went to Tech, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I went to Tech." And they're like, "Dude, uh, when did they start doing this tortilla thing?" I was like, "I, I don't know, fucking a long time ago." They were like, "Just, I, I mean, man, I'm not trying to talk shit about your school. It's just, it's not classy, you know." It's real rude, real impolite to throw tortillas on the field. It's like real impolite. Okay, <laughs> noted. I'll pass that along at the next alumni meeting. That a tea sipper thinks it's rude to throw tortillas on the field. I do not want to uh, chastise the youngins. Uh, congrats to our young listeners, uh, Texas Tech. Uh, I'll just say, uh, you guys really got to stop rushing the field. But you know what? It's the last game against Texas. Uh, hey, what you want. we Ben, you we have zero room to talk. I, when I was when I was at Texas Tech, I watched our student section rush the field against a number twenty three ranked Missouri. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta well, look. We, up, I got. I gotta we look. We did up it what, one time. We did it one time against the the great game where we beat. Uh, Texas, Colt McCoy, Michael Crabtree with the game winner, and that was a classic rush the field. And ever since then, every class wants their rush the field moment. It's yeah, just unbecoming. Tex- Mis- Missouri was Missouri was ranked number twelve. They finished. They okay. finished the year uh, at that point. They were seven and two. <laughs> we were five and four. Fuck yes. Fucking got him, dude. Dude, hell of a game though. Blaine Gabbert. 12 for, of 30 what for 95 day. yards. Can't believe he didn't make it in the league, dude. Hey, putting, my, up, uh, putting up six stats like that. My, uh, I just started doing my book report on, on, on my Jacksonville franchise, but, uh, apparently there's some old dark chapters with, uh, with Blaine Gabbard. I got to go, go through some pre logs. I haven't got to those maybe, books. Maybe, but... maybe they should have drafted the other guy. Dude, this, I love the names, man. Taylor Potts, three touchdown game. Baron Batch, 150 on the ground. And then leading receiver. Who do you think the leading receiver is? One guess. Jay Samaro? No, I don't think he's on the team anymore in this one. All right, here's yeah. your here's your uh, here's your breakdown of receivers with nine for one twenty three and two touchdowns. Lyle Leong, <laughs> yes. with with eight for sixty four and a touchdown. Detron Lewis. Oh, that's with, one was, that was my second guess. With three for twenty five, you got Austin Zuzalik. With two for 23, you got E. Ward, Eric Ward. With one catch for 14 yards, you got Adam James, the man that collapsed the program. He got booed, uh, actually, at the game when he did that. With two catches for 10 yards, you got Tremaine Swindoll. One catch for seven yards, Darren Moore, baby. <laughs> Darren Moore. Wow. What a lineup, dude. Oh, man. And uh, uh, Classic Tech played... Four people threw a pass in this game. Taylor Potts threw 28 times. Sticks threw 20 passes in this game. Just like, what are we Fuck doing, yes. dude? Well, it, I love it. I was going to say, if you've reached this point in the pod, we we appreciate your loyalty if you stuck yeah, around we, for the, the Texas Tech uh, 2012 recap season. So uh, maybe we fit more of that. But uh, hopefully you enjoy some of the new bits. Um, hopefully you enjoy today's pod and uh you know as always uh come back listen again we'll be here uh hopefully reviewing a three and one dallas team
Hell yeah. Well, boys, it has been a pleasure. Love another win. We'll be back. Uh, I guess we play on Sunday, so we'll be back next Monday uh, to review. Hopefully, another win, dude. Hopefully, we beat these commanders and mm-hmm. fall out. Let's go to th- let's let's do this, baby. Let's go three and one. That sounds fun. Let's ride. Uh, if if you've liked what you've heard, uh, and I can't imagine that you have, uh, as this has just turned into just us shooting the shit. But hey, you know, so we're here to do. Sleep over there, you know. Uh, if you've liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, leave a rating. You know, shoot us an email, write us a letter, post on our Zanga, write some, write a comment on our live journal, uh, add us to your top eight on MySpace. Uh, as always, my name is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Happy birthday, Wheezy. Peace. Wheezy F and the F is for FEMA.